It's about time someone gets real. Bro, are you sure we're even supposed to be listening to this? Welcome to the Church Misfit Podcast with motivational and thought-provoking content designed to push you further personally, professionally, and spiritually. If this don't move you, you might be dead. Here's your host, Catalyst Collective founder, Joe Elliott. Okay, so this one is a special one, especially for anyone who I would say considers himself a creator, innovator, um, artist in some way, musician. You have this element in you that wants to innovate, that thinks differently, and oftentimes uh, you're wrestling with where your niche is and how to bring your voice to the world and and if that's you, this is absolutely the episode you want to listen to. Um, so we're excited to have with us Decoite. <laughs> that was the worst yet. It's the hardest. It's the hardest thing. Oh, Dubai. <laughs> Decoitus. Wow. I can't stop. Introduce him, Mike. I've never seen Joe cry. Those tears can you get. Let's just let's just zoom in on this for a little bit. Hi, this is. Stop! Stop! That was the worst introduction ever, and I'm not cutting it. We are gonna go with that. This is Decoyote. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna. Tr- what you say it, I'm gonna say it next. Go. We'll just dub it over. No, that sounded really good when you said it. Go. Decoyote. This D- is Decoyote. 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 Yeah, I did it right. That's it. <sighs> and welcome back to this episode of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was the best. All right, look, bro. Uh. Yeah. You're vocalist, musician, producer, songwriter. You're like everything, all things creative. And people, linguists, people have so much to learn from you. Uh, And seriously, um, I just kind of want to jump into (laughs) your story as soon as we get our stuff together here. Um, I got snot coming from my nose at the moment. But but listen, okay, so uh, can we... Like, big picture, I mean, we can't start from when, like, you're five years old, but if you're summing up your story as a creator, as an artist, as an innovator, like, you know, like, kind of wrap up some of your, tell us some of your journey, your high, high or low moments in discovering your voice, who you are, and, and all this kind of stuff. All so right. Take us back before we take, take us to where we are. Yeah, sure. Um, so, I, you know, I think... For for um, most practical purposes, it makes sense to talk about my my experience in the church because that's where I learned to develop my voice. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah and yeah. Um, and not just you know from you know from like a singing perspective, but but um, 
where I learned how to um, create, you know, write mm-hmm. stories, create stories and using, you know, using music. And um, it's where I, I started putting my myself <clears throat> out mm-hmm. into into something, you know. And um, I would say that learning how to play an instrument and um, taking like songs and things that were already coming to me and and having a context or having a a place where I could really just do this and just hold it out there. And the church, to a large degree, was pretty safe. Mm. Um, not always, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, yeah. but it was forgiving. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, for sure. Pun pun intended. You know, <coughs> yeah, and. Um, you know, for for whatever reason, that was my journey, and that mm-hmm. was that was how um, God sought, you know, or or decided to, you know, introduce me to um, my purpose. And so you did this for you know? a long time. So you were you were leading in the context of church for how how many years? Um, from about ninety four until two thousand five, I was at Northwest Fellowship. Yeah, and know? so, and yeah. I would say that that is that was a relatively kind of safe period. I feel like in that in that era, like Christian music became a little bit more modern and relevant during those years. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the big stage light production kind of mega church deal that we see now everywhere, but it was, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, I think I think it had been cultivated for for a while, mm-hmm. but um, I do think that you know it took. Um, well, Matt Redman's always been been one of my favorite writers. Um, he may not be the best singer, may not be the best musician, or whatever, but um, just the way that he, um, Mike Pilavachi was the pastor that he was underneath. And I don't know if you knew this, but I think Matt Redman he was a he was an orphan and, and mm-hmm. you know, to a large mm-hmm. degree and he did, he was just directionless, but had, had this passion. And, um, you know, I think he, you know, with his song heart of worship, I think it really kind of personifies like what was happening during that time. You know, it's like everything got stripped away, you know, all the kind of like all the noise and, um, you know, where I came into the, into the, to the worship, you know, scene, was was with him you know Mm -hmm. breaking everything down from all right we've done it this way for such a long time like let's let's wreck it let's wreck it all and break it down to just being about experiencing Mm -hmm. experiencing god through music Mm -hmm. and then i think everybody kind of caught on to that and it kind of became something you could monetize it became a business and then anytime you have something like that you know the the purists and the people that founded a lot of that stuff they kind of get you know, they disappear to the background and people with the deep pockets and, you know, vested interest in all these these um, entrepreneurial things like they just kind of, you know, everything else yields to that, you mm-hmm. know. And I mm-hmm. think not that Hillsong's doing anything wrong, not that, you know, a lot of these big, big movements are doing anything wrong. It's just that, you know, they were they're there to be in business, you know, or they're they're creating a model that like right. keeps them keeps them in business. So so tell us tell us about some moments that you feel like you were starting to step into I think this is who I am as an artist. Yeah. You know, versus doing what 
is expected of me in the church realm. Yeah. You know, this is who I am and how I want to express myself and my, my message. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think what I wanted to do was I wanted to write songs that, that were from my perspective and that documented what we were doing as a church, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was, you know, we wrote songs that probably, or I wrote songs, I guess I should say that were not, um, maybe necessarily for the general audience, but Mm -hmm. they were for us as a body, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, like think about songs like, uh, there was a song Sparrow song, you know, like Mm -hmm. would that song make it on the radio? Does that mean a whole lot to, to everybody who hears it? Well, probably not. I mean, but anybody who was part of that body and, and in that church at that particular time can, identify with you know the faithfulness of god and the providence of god and i mean it was like it was because we were we were creating our own creating our own stuff you know um Mm -hmm. documenting and and of course it was based on scripture you know and and i had i had all my lyrics vetted you Mm -hmm. know so to speak not maybe not in a formal process but like you know it definitely i had to like share the song first before before I did it. And then after there was a level of trust and, you know, they could see that, oh, well, this guy is, he's doing it. He, he's writing these songs based on scripture and based on the truth and his interpretation of that, I'm cool with it. So, mm-hmm. so I kind of got the, got the pass to be able to do that, you know? Was that, so I feel, I feel like I hear you describing like, is that a tense moment? And I have no musical ability within me whatsoever, but I can identify as an innovator like creating something that's new and putting it in front of maybe a, a, a church audience. Do you feel like that was there was more anxiety and tension doing that than putting something in front of a secular audience? Or what were you thinking as you were creating this? Was there a fear that what it wasn't going to be accepted? Um, you know, the funny thing is, it's like anybody who does anything creative really wants to get a reaction right you want to you want to generate or create something that is gonna it's gonna trigger people to do something you know Mm and and i really wanted people to i wanted to i earnestly like in in my heart of hearts really wanted to move people towards um towards loving god more or towards seeing him in their circumstances and seeing seeing beyond circumstances Mm -hmm. you know and like Mm -hmm. really seeing his goodness in the middle of, you know, the mess that, you know, individuals may have found themselves, you know, cause like, I mean, most people don't go to church unless they are in a crisis, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I think, you know, to a large degree, people go to church because it's like, you know, I got this thing going on and it's bigger than me and mm-hmm. I can't deal with it. And I realize I need a, my creator, I need God, or I need other people around me to, to like, support me and point me in the right direction, encourage me, maybe keep me straight, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know. Um but um so in this phase of your career, you're you're creating, you're starting to create your own and you're putting it out there. It you know, you feel like it's it's being received well. Where does this where does this launch you next? What was this phase like? Where did you go from here with with yourself as a creator? Yeah, well I think I think I reached um, reached a point where um, 
it just wasn't it wasn't enough anymore. Okay. And I, I wanted things. I think I I wanted things for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know that first eleven years that I was that I was at at the church. You know, it's um, it gave me purpose, um, and then it it kind of gave me a little bit of a, a sense of celebrity, even though I wasn't a celebrity, mm-hmm. of course. I mean, but it it gave me some notoriety, mm-hmm. and and I think people it gave me a platform mm-hmm. um and then you know i was able to kind of get outside the walls and get with other people that that kind of you know wanted to be creative together so you know we made a band and and it was a little bit of an extension of um what we were doing in the church you know mm-hmm. but i think i uh you know looking back on it i can say this now i didn't really know what it was going on then but it's just you know i just it had run its course, mm-hmm. you know, and I had reached a point where, you know, I had more or less, um, I was searching for my own identity and I wasn't finding it, um, in that body anymore. And it's like, I had to go. And, you know, it's unfortunate that like, you know, there were things that I had to work out in my own story. Like I had to, I had a big head, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like I deserved, um, the jumbotrons and mm-hmm. I felt like I deserved the, the better sound system mm-hmm. carpet on the floor, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, comfortable things, um, bigger platform, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, through, I guess after I, I, you know, left that church and went, went to the next one, it was a little bit of a, it was a shit show for the next mm-hmm. three or four years, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, you know, I, if I hadn't quit, I would have gotten fired mm-hmm. from the first job. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish that I had gotten fired so I wouldn't have absorbed so much of the financial responsibility, but that's a side note. <laughs> but um, if I had known any mm-hmm. better, I had people who warned me and said, dude, you don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had to find out for myself, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I got offered. I got offered all the things that I thought I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, which was uh, a much better salary, you know, a uh, the jumbotrons, mm-hmm. the DVD that was made every week, mm-hmm. you know, getting to cover um, the songs I wanted to do or, and write and create mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff. So, like, who wouldn't who wouldn't have followed mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, and I think, you know, through being in Frederick, Maryland, for you know that six months, and then coming back to Austin and and having to find my way again, and then having to take another job in a church, mm-hmm. that was not that was sort of the beginning of the end for me mm-hmm. when I realized that I like, this is, this is all I've been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been creating sure. And I've been learning these skills and I've been learning how to be a better musician, learning how to construct a song, learning how to, you know, work in different elements and stuff. But I, you know, it was, it was the beginning of the end when I realized that that was that was all that I was going to be. And you probably have seen this before, mm-hmm. maybe in your own experience. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all these worship leaders want to be rock stars, you know, mm-hmm. and they think they're rock stars because mm-hmm. they have an opportunity to be up there every week, you know. And really, they're just not that good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And neither was I. I mean, mm-hmm. I might have been good, you know, better than better than some, but mm-hmm. but you know, just because you're up there doesn't doesn't mean you're the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I kind of had to swallow that pill. Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to fast forward too far ahead, but I know that, that lately you've had some 
really meaningful experiences that have helped you reset or center into, you know, kind of your core of of who you feel like you are as an artist. And a lot of people are searching for that and and are struggling to find it. What is what is describe us a little bit of what you've been experiencing lately or what somebody walked you through? What is this process like and hmm. how does somebody out there really, you know, come to grips with who they're uniquely made to be and how to how to share it with the world? Sure. So I mean, I know that that you you've maybe heard this in in different said in different ways, but the way that I say it is is that you know there's room there's room for you as a creator there's mm-hmm. as as a creative mm-hmm. and um for the longest time i I was really jealous, so to speak, of what everybody else was doing, mm-hmm. and I tried to emulate and i and I think that is a good way for for creatives to develop what they're trying to do in their own style like you find what you like mm-hmm. and then you borrow from that and you I mean, really, the best artists do steal. Mm-hmm. You know, they steal other people's ideas, and then they, they, you know, put their own twist on it and inject their own mm-hmm. creativity into that. And I think I've realized over, you know, probably the last, definitely in the last ten years, that there's room for me, mm-hmm. and that if I'm not being myself and unapologetically being myself and creating the things that I like that make that like resonate with me, mm-hmm. then who else is going to do it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Who else is going to, who else is going to be, I mean, like if I have an opinion and if I have a perspective and it's like right on, mm-hmm. who else is going to say that? Yeah. I mean, somebody else might say something that like, Oh, I, I agree with that. Like to a, to a large extent, but like maybe I would say it like this mm-hmm. or maybe I would, you know, or maybe I would, I would present it like this. And I think, I think that's that's kind of where where um, I am right now, and that I'm just unapologetically myself. And you know, we were talking, you know, about about Coyote and about mm-hmm. that persona, and it is a persona. Um, I'm, you know, my name is still James Jean legally. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, that's still that's still my God given name. But like, um, it's funny how the name this name Coyote came to me, um, kind of came to me. In, in the night and woke me up, mm-hmm. you know, and I got up and, and I really, I was like, what, what does this even mean? Mm-hmm. Is this even a real word? And mm-hmm. then, you know, I did a Google search and came to find out like, you know, what it is and what it means. And I don't want to belabor that too much, but, but like having, having this new moniker, um, has really just given me the freedom to, to really be, to be myself in an mm-hmm. unapologetic yeah, way. Yeah, I love that, man. I love that. And by the way, uh, welcome Zach to the podcast. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I know he. This dude just in the I'm corner, so like, because he tells me all the time, man. We, we we just need to hang out with him more, and we just need to, we you did. know, we just, you know, because he'll just sit here and listen to you all day long. So mm-hmm. I know you got you got some thoughts and questions because you know, as he's speaking, I'm thinking of this fulfillment talk that we've been having a lot lately mm-hmm. and um and what i what i sense in your story is is kind of the that search for you've done a lot of things as a creator but and and, and they were fulfilling to some extent but it was still not is still something off right yeah. and, mm-hmm. and and 
yeah. and and be, being able to find a path where you can truly show up as your authentic real self unapologetically i think is the most fulfilling thing we could do as as creators mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i mean and honestly like you know this whole rebranding and this thing this thing that i'm i'm doing it's like you know what it is is that i really just reached the end of myself mm-hmm. and you know i think you know, I think my situation, it's its possible that it's unique in certain ways and not that, you know, not everybody can kind of do it this way. But it's like um, my namesake has baggage mm-hmm. associated with it. And a lot of it is some of it is real. Some mm-hmm. of it, you know, others might be able to point at and say, oh, well, when I when I hear that name, like that's what I think of, you know, mm-hmm. and you point at it and you say. And I don't know. I don't know him in any other way than that, than that. And I mean, that's that's fair. But but I think you know, I had kind of reached the end of myself, and I'm and I'm still proud to have the name. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like I'm I'm a thousand percent more excited about about really um, filling out the shoes mm-hmm. of of D. Coyote versus. You know, I feel like I've kind of professionally kind of run run my course, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so, you know, I think as an artist or as a creative, I think you have to continually reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's pretty drastic. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you burn it down, man. Mm-hmm. You burn it down and you and you start over. And 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 you know, starting over is no, there's no shame in it, mm-hmm. you know? Starting starting from ground up, there's no shame in it. And, you know, I think because when you start from the ground up, you get to you get to do it the way you want to Mm -hmm. and you get to do it in a way, you know, that's that's going to be better. I mean, I've still got the same DNA, so I'm not changing any of that Mm -hmm. nonsense, but it's like, Hmm. you know, but at least at least I can I can think I can think in a a particular way Mm -hmm. and I can am more free to actually just pursue it, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seems like in the church world or the mega church world, or maybe even DKOID ends up, that's a new way to mess it up. DKOID, <laughs> like that, that ends up being a season also. Mm-hmm. And in each season, you kind of reach the natural end of that. You set it on fire and you see what remains. Yeah. Because this journey isn't about finding something external that defines you, but finding what's internally already there. Yeah. And finding your identity in that. And I see you just being true to that over and over and over again. That's the creative journey, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and you know, and it surprised me at times too. I mean, it surprised me some of the things that are that are coming out. Like I, like if I've realized that, like if I open up the door and I say, "All right, anything's possible," I mean, sometimes it surprises me even. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Wow," you mm-hmm. know, I didn't expect that to come from me. I didn't mm-hmm. expect, I didn't expect I was gonna, I was gonna approach it from this angle, or I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know I would say that, but mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like radical honesty, yeah. even with yourself, self-awareness, you know, bravery to step out. Dude, that's a big and share deal. that with the world. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that is that is you know, you know, I can't say that enough. You know, reaching the end of yourself and just deciding, you know what, this I just can't go on this way anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we do that with with habits we do that with dependencies and 
and you know situations and you know at some point we just decide well i'm just not going to go that way anymore well Mm -hmm. i'm just not going to drink this anymore i'm just not going to smoke this anymore i'm not going to hang with these people anymore or whatever you know and it's like um you know i for the longest time i didn't think and i don't know why this conversation is going this way but for the longest time i didn't think that change was possible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i thought that um if you are this way, this way, or this way, you're destined or doomed or whatever to be that way forever, you know? And like, you know, you might have some victories here and there. You might, you mm-hmm. might be, you might win here and there, but eventually, you know, mm-hmm. it's all going to come out in the wash and you're basically just going to be the same person, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I, I would probably have been the biggest, I would have been the biggest skeptic about mm-hmm. change, but change mm-hmm. is real and mm-hmm. it's, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that is, that's one of the things that creatives really need to hear because we're so inside our heads all the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and, and you're, and you're, you're trying to approach, you're trying to approach whatever it is you're going to make. And you're thinking, well, how is this even going to happen? Mm-hmm. And you start, you know, all the doubts come up, mm-hmm. all the things that, that like potential roadblocks, money, yep. whatever it is, it's like oh, I'm never going to be able to do that or mm-hmm. whatever. But then suddenly, you know, it's like, you know, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. So my mom in law lives with us right now, and we were just having this talk. Like, is change possible? Well, it's going to happen one way or another. Change is inevitable. Yeah. And so we're all the way I was like, you're all going down this escalator towards comfortability or complacency Mm -hmm. or whatever. You have to actively fight against it. Mm -hmm. And so I think like creativity is just on the other side of your comfortability and like freedom and faith is just on the other side of your fear. Mm -hmm. And so I see you stepping out over and over again. And hopefully maybe it's going that way to inspire somebody to step out and just put themselves out there and create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so stirring something up in me. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's there's so much good wisdom in everything that you you've just shared here and uh and I know people are going to want to um probably reach out and um and and talk to you directly about some of the things that you shared. So, how do people follow you? Uh I know you're in the process of transitioning social media wise, mm-hmm. but wh- where 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 should we send folks? Um, and we'll put all this guys in the show notes too. It'll also be on all our social media. So, so I think, uh, the best way to do it. And I've, I've done my best to, um, grab, grab a consistent label all the way across. And it's probably going to be decoyote music. Um, mm-hmm. that's my Instagram handle. Um, I've got a, I've got a page, a decoyote music page on Facebook mm-hmm. for the time being. For all you boomers out there. Okay. What about MySpace? Um, yeah, I got a my- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if MySpace was, is it still around? I think Justin Timberlake owns it. Oh yeah, that's right. Of course. <clears throat> I haven't gone there yet. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm getting ready to um, release a, a bunch of new music. Mm-hmm. So I'm on Spotify as like James Jean, but um, decoyote.com is where you can hear like all that music and. Um, but there, like I said, there'll be there'll be new music and and ideas coming out, and I mean I'm easy to reach out on all those channels like yeah. Instagram or that's probably where I am most of the time. Yeah, it's like the you know I go through Instagram to get to Facebook. So mm-hmm. awesome. Love it. 
Rapid yeah. fire round. I have a couple questions. Yeah. Okay. Rapid fire. All yes. Right. Let's well, do it. Hit them. Yeah, totally rapid fire. Slow fire. We've created this little community of uh -huh. singer songwriters here in Austin. You just talk just briefly about that. Oh, yeah. If so, I could play, I would love to be a part. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he has no musical ability. None. None? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, so I've been, I've focused a lot more on uh, recently about just, just writing songs and um, writing better songs. And, uh, and so uh, in 2016, I was invited by a guy named David Hamburger to be part of this project called the Acoustic Guitar Project. And the whole premise of this is it was started by a guy named Dave Adams in New York. And he had a, he had a friend who was a, an instrumental, um, he was a prodigy and played guitar, songwriter, but he was blocked, seriously blocked. And so what Dave did was he gave him a guitar and said, I want you to take this guitar, you know, take it for a week or as long as you need to, and just go write a song. Um, don't worry about building it out with drums and bass and mm -hmm. you know other all these other instruments just let it be let it be raw you know mm -hmm. let it just be this instrument and you and you and so um the guy took off and came back you know in a week and and he had written more than one song and um and so dave had this idea is like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this you know with on a grand scale mm -hmm. and um and he's a marketer so um he's he's run with that and um the acoustic guitar project last time i checked it was in 60 different cities in 28 countries wow so you know the we had uh we had our concert series last night at the townsend and um there were you know some really uh talented people some you may have heard of lang freeman um chris schultz anna larson natalie price and brian douglas phillips and Lang and Lang and Brian are both producers here in Austin. They've, and that was kind of um, one of the reasons I pulled them in is that they don't get to. They're always working on someone else's music and never really get to write stuff of their own, or at least mm -hmm. bring it out and show it. And so I wanted to make sure those guys were in there. Mm -hmm. But um, but the idea is going back to the project. Um, David invited me to be part of it, and um, it was so meaningful to me. Um, being part of it, I mean, I was just was always talking to him about it, and so I got invited to be the curator the next year, and I've been the curator um, for the past two years, so I get to choose the mm -hmm. the five artists each time, um, you know, and it's and that's that's fun, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. a list going in your head like mm -hmm. like which people, um, you know, and I pay attention to what's going on on social media or, you know, go out to shows and see like what they're doing. And if I see someone who really needs a platform or an mm. opportunity, I'll invite them. Mm -hmm. Or if I see two people that need to know each other, I'll <laughs> make sure I invite both of them. Mm -hmm. And I've already seen new records, new um, new projects, new new ideas being mm -hmm. being uh, spawned from from the project. Having done this, you know, mm -hmm. and so you know, um, and the other, and I've been also in a lot of songwriting groups and. You know, each week, you know, the prompt, you get a prompt, and it's something crazy. Like, um, the the most challenging one that I had recently was I had to use verbatim the bones in your mouth. And so, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like thinking right. to myself, this could go a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of bad ways, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Edwin over there, <laughs> <laughs> like he's going, "What?" Mm-hmm. But edit that out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so I had to figure out, uh, you know, kind of a way to use that phrase. And I'll say this about creativity, and I think you and I were talking about mm-hmm. this before. Mm-hmm. It's like if somebody just says to you, "All right, go write a song." Well, then your 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 mind is like all over the place, and it's like it could take you, you know, a long time just to nail down the subject matter mm-hmm. or the the concept, the idea, or whatever. But you know, having a prompt really, I mean, like that one in particular was really challenging. Um, but but having those rails, you know, having the boundaries mm-hmm. defined for you is is really what allows you to be even more creative because you have to figure out how to use this Mm -hmm. weird thing Mm -hmm. that's not conventional in any Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. So I think it, and you know, when the prompts are good or when they're really, or when they're challenging and tough, I think those are where some of the coolest songs come from because Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're just forced to look at it, different things Mm -hmm. from different angles. Mm -hmm. What was the line? Oh, um, I could play you the song real quick. It's it's not, (laughs) it's it's, it's super short. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny. You want to do it? All yeah, right, do it, do it, do it. Zach, you want to sing to us? Or I, wait on. I'll leave it to the pros outside my skill set. No, you, you sing in the shower though. Yeah. So just pretend you're taking a shower right now. All right. All right. Here it is. All right. So here's the guitar. I'll check that out. This is, it's been around the block for like six years in Austin, and there's some pretty pretty uh, well-known people on here. Jeff Plankenhorn's on here. Michael Fracasso, he's he's kind of a big um, uh, big writer here. Jamie Harris, she's on here. Um, if you're if you're into the singer songwriters around here, mm-hmm. then you'll definitely recognize that name. But um, Brandon Wayne Damaris, he's on there. But uh, so I'll, I'll play you the song. Okay. It's, it's it's really super short, okay. but it's <laughs> it's kind of funny. So it's uh, a. Yeah. Thank my lucky stars That I can see the parts of a whole At the right angle The colors of gold You're all teeth But you can't smile You're an inch of opinion Stretched a mile If you can't say something good Then don't speak Rest the bones in your mouth for a while. There you go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Nice job. Zero of that skill set in me whatsoever. And how long does it take you to pull all that together from a prompt? How long does it take you to pull that together? So uh, that one, I this gonna it's gonna sound really bad, but it took me back twenty minutes to write that. Oh jeez. But still, I mean, <laughs> but the thing is, it's. It, it was actually once I just decided on my on my once I just dealt with it the way I deal with it uh-huh. it just it just fell out you know yeah. and that's the thing I mean not everybody's gonna deal with this with the same with the with those words the same way everybody's gonna look at them you know the way that they do from their perspective mm-hmm. which is kind of the point I was making about Kanye earlier you yeah. know it's like he if he had that prompt he might do something completely different you mm-hmm. know and 
But anyway, I won't I won't go down that trail. Wow, man, this Love is it. good. <laughs> this is good. Culture. Love it. All right. So living room shows, house tours. If you could have anybody play in your living room, who would it be? Anyone playing? Yep. Um, living or dead? Living or oh, living or dead? Man, that's tough. I would Jimi Hendrix. I mean, come on. Um, Bob Dylan. I, I've been on this Bob Dylan kick Just a lot lately. Um, so one living, one dead. Yeah, and actually, um, uh, I read Willie Nelson's book over the summer. And so um, I learned a lot about just his relationships, like with Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings. And I would love to just, I would love to be, hang out with those guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that'd be cool. All right. Last question. One thing that's inspiring you right now? One thing that's inspiring me. Uh, Charlie Crockett is mm. inspiring me. This is inspiring me, man. It was oh, like, 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 really thinking about uh thinking about some issues i haven't thought about in a while (laughs) (laughs) um um, and i think um man yeah those those things are inspiring me it's good all right so this next thing we'll have you thinking about things you might not have ever thought about okay it's a it's an exercise that may or may not inspire you We'll prepare you. Oh my goodness! Can we try this. Yeah, get get ready to really switch gears on this one. So, yeah, this is like right. a hard left turn. Yeah, hard we're we're gonna take a hard left here. Take a breath. Okay. Everybody was okay. Call this the zombie grinder. Zombie grinder. Yep. Not like yeah. So, here's the situation. I'm gonna put you in a scenario, mm-hmm. and you have to either survive for ten minutes or find your way out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Along the way. Different things will change. It's kind of like a live action D and D. Okay, you can ask questions. Feel free to ask questions. Um, if you can put together a song in twenty minutes like that, then this should be no <laughs> should problem. Be this should is should a creative exercise. Nice and quick on your, on your feet, buddy. And uh, along the way, Edwin, if you ever get bored or uh, we get bored, anybody can just yell "bored." Bored. And okay. we will draw a random modifier. Ooh. Okay. okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah. All right. And scared. Yeah, we're gonna record this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. Are we still good? Oh yeah, you'll edit this down. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Um, let's just say you're at the singer songwriter collective, the acoustic guitar project. Yeah. At the Townsend. <laughs> Can't e- illegal use of board. Okay, I'm throwing in the flag. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So you're up there and you're playing your song, the sure. song that you wrote for this event. And uh, you notice this one unruly fan from the back start to walk forward and get closer and closer. I mean, you're used to this. You're used to fans rushing the stage, like oh, yeah. reaching mm-hmm. out to grab you. Mm-hmm. But as this this person reaches out, you realize like something's not right. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've had too many drinks, but like half of their face is missing. Mm-hmm. It's a zombie apocalypse. Oh. So these zombies start to flood the room, and all your other singer songwriter friends are like screaming in perfect harmony. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's beautiful and scary all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So now you have to escape. Mm-hmm. I have to escape. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, um, I do know that the Townsend used to be an, uh, a restaurant, used to be a sushi restaurant, believe it or not. Okay. And so um, they had all these karaoke rooms upstairs, and basically you can kind of you can go up. There's a 
from the stage, there's like a set of stairs. So, so you see I your just, exit. I see my exit. I could slip out the back. Okay. But I might I might grab a cymbal off the drum stands and swipe the guy's head off or something. Yeah, like this that. is your one opportunity. I mean, why not? Why not? Okay. Like, so you grab a cymbal and you start swinging. In between you and the stairway, there's maybe 20 zombies. Oh, my God. Yeah, is that... I think it's. I haven't seen the Townsend. I'm at a you little could, bit of a disadvantage. Maybe maybe five, maybe five or ten. You could fit in there. Okay, ten zombies. So, what's your plan? How do you get to the stairs? How do I get to the stairs? These t- pretty good sized zombies. Hmm. In Austin, we play homeless or hipster a lot. We can't really. There's somewhere <laughs> lumberjack zombies. Man, this is this is difficult. All right, so, I mean. Probably uh, grab a cable, you know, with a with a microphone on the end, you know, kind of like it's got oh. the belay, you know, or like the little early you know. 2000 Zemo kid. I feel you. See what I'm <laughs> saying? And then, you know, maybe like wrap it around one of the zombies necks and then, you know, kind of corral them and tie them up or if, if, if it's if it's within the realm of possibility. Yeah. yeah. You'd... At least, you know, kind of kind of uh, inhibit them. You know, from from really moving out of their little cluster, you know, and they're kind of like stuck there doing their slee stack kind of noises or whatever. So you've hogtied 10 zombies in a way that every Texan would be proud. Yeah. But you look up and there's just zombies pouring down the stairs. Apparently there was like a karaoke group up there and this is where it all started. Hmm. Bored. All right. All right. All right. But (laughs) yeah, I'm going to shake up. I have these modifiers on the table. Okay. Some give you super. They're all just they just change things. Oh, this is a good one, though. Okay, think like 1980s Kiss, Gene Simmons, mm-hmm. a Firehawk Axe guitar drops from the heavens. It's glowing. It descends right into your arms, mm-hmm. and uh, it's now at your disposal. I start singing uh, Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World, and then all the zombies, they just kind of like, oh, they have a, like a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're just swaying. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I see skies of blue, and they just yeah. kind of like start gazing up. And as they gaze up, then that's when I I just make my slide speed. I door. speed from the stage, mm-hmm. and I there's mirrors like on the wall, and so I use the glow of the guitar to kind of shine it in the mirror, and mm-hmm. and like blinding the zombies a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know. So you get outside. You yeah, get outside. I make it out to to Congress Avenue. It's like okay. right there on Congress, okay. across from the Paramount Theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, now I know where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm tracking. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you uh, you run to your <clears throat> tour van? Um, I'm definitely in a four-wheel drive. Get a, <laughs> <laughs> upgrade. You get on one of those Lime scooters? Um, I have a, I have a bird account, so maybe I'll just zap a bird there you and, go. And, and go from there. But the Wi-Fi is bogged down. Oh, man. It's, I mean, it's just not going through. Well, fortunately, there's there's a couple of hills around there, so um, mm, there's mm, the, the, I'm, a tough I was, escape. I'm poor, and like during South by all the Wi-Fi was bogged down on those birds. And so, uh, yeah, we just scooted around on them, find a good downhill. All right, I'm drawing <laughs> a card. I'm saying board. Any band member could join you from anywhere. From anywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do, you, oh, who do wow. you get? Who gets on the bird with you? Mm, Marilyn Manson. Okay. Good choice. And then you push him off the back of the bird as a willing <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> There's like somebody. Somebody's yeah. got to be the be the you know the sacrifice. This might be like a humble brag, but like. There's a small chance because we're like two degrees to Marilyn Manson. Maybe. And uh, there's a small chance that Marilyn Manson lis- listens to this. Yeah, possibly. So. Okay, yeah. there's a, there's a you, chance. 
You and Marilyn Manson are on your <laughs> Lime Bird scooter. He's holding onto the back. It's kind of like that scene from the Titanic. The wind is blowing through your hair. Um, you're cruising down Congress. This is about as far as I've written the situation. Um, but <laughs> I mean, I think you, I think you win. Um, I will give you. Okay, choose a theme music. It'll make you go at 1.5 speed. Any song for the length of the song. 1.5 speed. Yeah, this is your exit music now. Mm. Oh man. So uh, Marilyn Manson, I'm I'm probably not gonna listen to to what he's what he's doing, but um, oh man, I might do. He's with you. He's holding on tight. He's like really scared. I might do Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just just because I would I would want something that kind of speaks to the situation a little bit. Um, and then I would turn and say, hey, dude, you're going to die. And then I would push him off the scooter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You cruise off into the sunset. Into the sunset. And I make it across the bridge. Yeah, you know, Make that's it across it. the bridge that's into the freedom. Point. Brilliant. Wait, things get a little crazier on the south side of the bridge. <laughs> but I love it. Okay. You survived Zombie Grinder. Joe didn't. I did not. No. Joe, I dropped Joe a pallet of Twinkies. And you just <laughs> sat there and ate to his death. Yeah, I didn't so. last very long, man. But good job. You did uh, You did well. Thanks, so man. That's it. All right. It's the only fitting way to wrap I that know. episode. All right. Hey, what's his band name? His Decoite. <laughs> Who? Decoite. Decoy. 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 O-T. O-T. No, that's not right. Decoy. Decoy O-T. Decoy O-T. Just say it real De- fast. Decoy O-T. Decoyote. Just say, don't say the T. Just say decoyote. Like D- Odie. D-K- Odie. Like Peyote. Odie. Decoy Odie. Decoy Odie. Yeah, decoy Odie. Decoy Odie. Hey, you said like a... Yeah. 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 We better wrap it up right there. For more free content from Joe and his team of church misfits, visit www.catalystcollective.community.